Hello, my name is Akeem Brown, and this is Akeem's Dream Show. You may be wondering what the hell this podcast is about, I'm still trying to figure it out. Well, all I know is when I got a lot of ideas in my 20s, I wrote them down. And in every episode, I'm going to try to unpack one of these ideas and theories, as well as interview people I find really fascinating. Ideas about the end of sobriety, suborbital travel, NFTs, salt and pepper, and really anything else that I find that tickles my fancy. So strap in for a fun ride, and I hope you learn something new. Let's take it up a notch. Ryan, how you doing, man? Thanks for having me, bro. It's good to be here. Good to see you, Appreciate man. It. Yes, sir. Man, long time coming, and I know that uh, we were planning on doing maybe some kind of Drake show, but... Uh, I'm happy to talk about top five and everything else but Drake until then. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know you're a sweeter man, so I appreciate you taking time on a Saturday to sit down and bless the world with some of this wisdom you got, you know. Hey, man, listen, Kim, you always got time for me, my friend. Always got time. (laughs) All right, my man. Listen, we're going to cover a lot of things today. Sports, hip-hop culture, urban culture, streetwear. If it drips, Ryan is there to, to get a little bit of a catch of it. He's got his ears to the streets. And yeah, the man's is fresh out of the Brampton food courts. He's ready to give us, uh, you know, everything he's got. Hey man, Brampton A&W, you already know. Brampton A&W, buddy. I want a mama burger, extra grease, you know, I just got my welfare check. <laughs> ready to go to, uh, ready to go out uh, to, if you lived in Toronto though, would you live in Brampton? Man, no, I don't think so. Just, I, I hear, I've heard too many horror stories, you know what I'm saying? Like mm. between like the bad drivers and know the wastemans and and everything i don't know i I feel like if i live in toronto like outside of the city like i'd probably be more of like a like a saga guy or uh maybe scarborough or something you know one of my best friends lives out in scarborough actually so shout out to jason Um, shout out to jason yeah and yeah i'm with you man maybe you could be the first wave of like real mans you know sweeter mans pull up there's there's sweeter mans there but there's also a lot of wastemans you know so oh definitely it's definitely yeah it's there's a lot of wastemans so that's an opportunity right for for you know good guys but you know, you don't want it to be to the point where the word gets out and then all you have is like bear mans, you know, it's just no. nothing but dudes <laughs> like those house parties you go to and it's just all dudes. And oh, like, where's no. the chicks? At? <laughs> <laughs> nah, listen, man, you can't have, you can't have bear waist mans out, you know, you need to gotta get some shorties. You gotta get some there, shorties, you know? bro. Yeah. Yeah. Bear, yeah. If, it, if, uh, if a link is bear mans, you know, you got to go to a different spot, bro. And bless the different spot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Where are you going? 100%. I mean, uh, yes. I'm going to crack this. Yeah, go for it, man. It's all yours. Michelob Ultra. Oh, boy. I mean, man. You drink this and get a six pack? Is that how it works or what? Yeah, listen, man. I, you know, it's all about uh, the, the the calorie watch, right? You know, it's uh, hmm. between, with uh, the Michelob, it's 90 calories, you know. Not bad. Uh, it's 90 calories, you know. Light. You know, it, it's, it's good. It's good. I don't yeah. mind it at all. Surprisingly, it's not bad for flavor. Yeah, it's smooth. I mean, I, I bet you this is a kind of a trap, though, because it's like <laughs> low calories. It's good for you, quote unquote. Quote unquote. And definitely. It's like, that means, oh, my, my dumb brain just goes, now I'm just going to crush 12 of these. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe uh, it ends up being the same at the end of the day. Six, well, six regular. What's your go-to beer when you're in college? Man. In college, yeah. college. I mean, you're just finishing yeah, it up now. But you know, I'm finishing up, but you know, my prime, my prime, like my Jordan years, I was, uh, I was definitely um, a Pabst Blue Ribbon, Old Milwaukee kind of guy. You know, mm. it was cheap, but it wasn't like it was like mid tier enough that like, you know, you weren't like 
cutting welfare checks, you know, paying for it. But, um, you know, since then, uh, you know, I'm getting a little older and I've grown out of that tier. I think I'm more on the, uh, you know, the higher tier. No, I wouldn't say higher tier, but like more the average stuff now, like, you know, Budweiser, uh, Molson, Coors Banquet. That's my favorite. Um, you know, even like Stella and that kind of stuff nowadays. I, I yeah, think you, I, you made it to the middle class of beer. I made bro. it to the middle class, man. You're you in know. the suburbs now. <laughs> yeah. Listen, man, I, I'm not, not in the projects anymore. <laughs> that's yeah. for sure. But the beer journey, it's like you're starting out in a hipster bar or a trailer, tra- trailer park, and then you go into the suburbs and exactly next stop is downtown condo. You know, well, Hey man, that's, those uh, European that's the next step, and, man. You know, the, the whole gardens and Ooh. you know, the, Anything you can get maybe at like Oktoberfest or steam something. Steam whistle or, oh yeah, I guess, yeah. You know, oh, steam whistles, uh, steam whistles great. I, you know, I went to the, um, what was it, the the brewery out there in Toronto, uh, right beside the ballpark oh, yeah. uh, a couple years ago and I actually met some guys uh, from Edmonton um, on a bachelor party out there and it was, it was kind of wild. It was a good time. You know, it's a it's great, great facility um, and just drinking the beer, man, you know, I, I'm, I love beer. I love beer. Hey, hey, cheers to that, buddy. There's, it's, it's crazy when you travel and you meet people from your hometown. Absolutely. It's the wildest coincidence. You could be in the, the furthest place from home and someone would be like, oh, I'm from wherever in Edmonton. And you'd be like, what? <laughs> you know, no way. Like, yeah. We could have, you know, we could have met in our town. We didn't have to travel oh, yeah. across the world. To- well, yeah. And, you know, like, I remember going on a trip with my mom. Uh, shout out to my mom. You know, number Shut one woman in my life. Hey, um, respect. But uh, I remember going on a trip back to uh, home to China. Uh, it was all, it was actually ten years ago, uh, around this time, and we were on like a, like a tour together, like around China, and we had met um, this family from Edmonton on the tour, and we're like, "What the hell? Like, this is Edmonton of all places, and wow. finding you know someone from my city like across the world, like." It's a wild, wild experience and something that, you know, it was, it was, it was a way to break the ice, I think, uh, in a oh, way too. Oh, for sure. Hey, person who's 3,000 miles away from my home and your home, good to see you. You know, good to, it's instant connection, you know? Totally. totally. Did, did they, did they keep, did you notice the Canadian accent or? Um, nah, not really. I don't think so. Like, you know, for me, like growing up as a, like a hockey player, like, oh, yeah. you know, that there's definitely like that, oh yeah, but like yeah, all yeah. that kind of you know, lingo in there, but nah, not really with them. They were, you know, they were definitely like, well, they, they were Chinese as well. Right. So, you know, I think that, that kind of helped uh, break the, the cultural barrier a little there, but mm. it was interesting about the Canadian accent is to me, it just sounds normal. Like it yeah. sounds like normal English totally compared to, I don't know, Jamaican or Australian or British. Those sound unique. But, Absolutely. But someone from Alberta or Ontario or, or BC or anywhere it sounds just like okay this is like the baseline normal english yeah uh and then when i go around the world someone will say are you canadian and i said i didn't know canadians had an ass but i guess it was just like uh, an accent i'm like, like but this is just the specific words i think we say that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tips our cap yeah. well you know there's the the whole the stereotype we get about like a boot and a and and all that i, I gotta be honest i'm guilty for saying a a lot like, yeah same you know it's uh both in just like regular layman's terms and like even just like, you know, as a Toronto man, like, yeah, hey, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shorty. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, man. Definitely. Oh, bro. Yo, if you, uh, if you could put a billboard anywhere in Toronto and put anything on it, what would it be? Oh, where, where would man. it go? Uh, probably over the Gardner Expressway, like, you know, mm. by the Rogers Center. Um, what would I, what would I, that's where I'd put it. 
okay. in, in terms of what I'd put on it. Like I know I, I know we've we've joked around about the you know your the the realtor that ended up on Six Buzz on Instagram there talking about you know your uh, your shorties realtor. <laughs> I don't know that's a, that's a little out there for me personally. You know I'm a, I'm a little more professional than that, but um, you know something something that'll grab uh, attention. You know obviously you don't want to grab too much attention when you're on the Gardner Expressway, but you know something that you know pops a little. I think. Oh, okay. Would it be something to do with like maybe uh, the sports agency world or something that maybe career aspirations wise for maybe, you? Maybe, yeah. You know, maybe I'll, uh, I'll I'll join up with Rich Paul. I'll join the Clutch Mafia and, hey. and I'll, uh, I'll do something along that. You know, shout out to Rich Paul. Would it have something to shout out to Rich Paul? Would you Would you have anything uh, to do with your um, rapper tag? Because you know we used to talk about <laughs> rapper tags all the time. <laughs> Six, six, six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, I, I don't know. I think that's more of a. I think that's more of a soundbite. Soundbite. You know, I think that, that, put that's. That on a, yeah, I don't think I put that on a visual. I think that's more of a soundbite. And what was yours? Ah uh, man, I forget. I think I, don't know. I thought one day we were talking about. We were talking about a little, this. like our sound tag. Yeah, I don't. And I don't remember. I, I don't remember to be honest. But I, it was. It was. I don't know. Like we, we we talk about producer tags. Like that's that's one of the most underrated parts of like rap music in my opinion. Yeah. It's just like, you know, like a perfectly placed producer tag when in the right spot, like, you know, it can make a song sometimes, man. Like, you know, like when you hear like take Keith you yeah, know, or take something Keith, like that or, or like, we the out, best. yeah. Or wheezy out of here or something like that. Like when you hear that, sh- when you hear that, like you're like, damn, like this song about to bang. This is it's about, <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, who's behind it. And, uh, what's, uh, What's the guy who's uh, behind a lot of uh, Drake's earlier stuff? Uh, like Metro Boomin? Metro, uh, yeah. 40. 40. Um, and then there's, uh, what was it? Um, what's his name? Boy Wanda. Boy Wanda. Boy Wanda. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it would be something to do with A. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm sure we could, you could get something along those lines. Like, these, these sound producers nowadays, like, they know what they're doing. I would snip a clip of George Rock talking shit to somebody before he beats him up. But he's like, "Good luck, eh?" Like in his Quebec. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be hey, that'd be good. Like I don't know, like some random sound bites just get made as producer tags. Like, you know, like the Yo Pierre, you want to come out here? Like you know that one? I don't know. That that is from um, I forget what show it is. It's a pretty classic show back in. Was it maybe it was? Well, I, this might be out of left field. But I'm almost certain that it's um. The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. No way. There's a clip from there. I mean, quote, you know, quote me. Or don't quote me on this because I'm not 100 percent certain. But I think it was the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. But there's a point in that in one of the episodes there where um, I think it's Will Smith. He's like, "Yo, Pierre, you want to come out here?" And then he like fakes like the sound of opening a door. Um, basically, like I don't know. He just didn't want to serve Uncle Phil or something. Okay. You know when he was working. Um, but they made that into like an actual sound tag now. Um, a lot of Playboy Cardi songs have it, but, it, you know, um, he, it's that sound, it's that same sound clip and the, the, you know, the, uh, I think the producer's name is Pierre Bourne. Okay. So, um, you know, something like, yeah, that's, that, unique, that's creative. Know, that's creative. And, and, you know, we could totally do something like that. Like, you know, the George the Rock clip or whatever, you know, that'd be, that'd be sweet. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck, eh? <laughs> or uh, I don't know. Uh, what's uh, Emerson's area code? Uh, five eight zero or seven eight zero? Yeah, yeah. Seven eight zero five eight seven 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 seven. Yeah, listen, Drake's hey, got hey, the six six six. Yeah, you know? I can't like, cop that. Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, Drake never copies from anybody either. So, yeah. well, I, I don't know about that. You know, the the ghost writing and all that. So. Oh, Quint, Quint Miller. Or, <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. That was a that was an interesting point in rap history. I don't know. I oh, think uh, yeah. the Meek, Drake the Drake yeah. Meek Mill beef of 2015 uh, was that was the summer of 2015. Like just think about it, that was six years ago. And crazy. How fast it was. That? You know what? Like I'm. I, I was definitely like on that train of like you know Meek Mill got took an L you know all this and um, but honestly Meek you know Meek's real I like Meek man his music's good um, his diss track to Drake was terrible though I will say that yeah you know he, they had this like Undertaker sample like going on you know with the, the bell and everything shout out the Undertaker by the way he's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time oh for sure 100%. but um, yeah yeah like he had the perfect you know perfect formula to make a diss track and he just blew it i don't know man he was just couldn't like comprehend what he was saying and then drake basically came out with back to back and oh back to back basically became this radio hit like that, that i think that's what made it such a good diss track that it wasn't only just like a diss to meek you know like it was that banger. world was that world tour your girls tour but it's like it was like a club banger so like yeah that shit would be like playing in the clubs every time man oh and like i'm like shit man like how can you beat that Okay, what's better for a diss track? Uh, diss track. That one, uh, Who Shot Ya or uh, Hit Him Up? Man, I'm going to go off the board. I'm going to say No Vaseline. I'm oh, going to say No Vaseline. Ice Cube and, yeah. No Vaseline, in my opinion, probably the greatest diss track of all time. Ice I mean, Cube, eh? you know, he, he just went after NWA, man. And, and the, whole, the whole thing was just facts. Like, I, I don't know. Like, that was, that was probably my favorite scene in Straight Outta Compton when uh, they did the, you know... It was like they were dissing Ice Cube and everything, and yeah, you know, he gets in the studio and he starts rapping "No Vaseline," man. Like to this day, I, I think it's "No Vaseline." Man, you're a bit of a rap historian, eh? Uh, to a degree, to a degree. I'm, I'm definitely more in tune with the the new stuff, but the old stuff, I, I definitely, I definitely can uh, vibe with and respect as well for sure. Hundred percent, yeah. I like uh, youths who can respect the old game, you know. Cause yeah. When yeah. I was when I, was, I went to Kelowna last week and I was DJ. Okay. And I was given DJ responsibilities and I tried to mix it up. I know the youths like to hear the, the new, <laughs> you know, Lil Tay or whoever is popping right now or whatever. Yeah. Gucci yeah. gang, Gucci gang. They want to hear all that stuff, like, which is fine. I love it too. SoundCloud rap. SoundCloud, SoundCloud rap. And even the modern rap, whatever. It's all good. I, I, I fuck with it. But when I threw on Picture Me Rolling by Tupac, Ooh, that's they were, classic. Like a few people were like kind of bobbing, but the rest yeah. of the youths were like, I don't know what this yeah, is. Yeah, they don't know what this is. <laughs> I'm like, this is good. That's what this is. You know what? That's. <laughs> that's not their that's not your problem that's their problem they're missing out on my heart hurt for them like bro. you know for me personally like i'm a guy that like I, i'm I'm, de I'm definitely more in tune with the new generation but like i respect the old heads for sure like the biggies the tupacs um you know nas the tribe called quest tribe called quest wu-tang you, know, Wu yeah. you know nwa like all that stuff made you know into what it is today and you know today i it's weird because today I think there's rap is kind of split almost into two different genres for me. There's like rap and then there's like trap now. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like rap's more like, you know, when I think about rap, I think about like, you know, they're spitting bars, like they're, you know, they're, they're rhyming, they're, they're, they're flowing, you know, like that. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll say to this day, I think Lil Wayne's the greatest rapper of all time. And yeah. Lil, pure, pure MC. You know, I think Lil Wayne very much falls into that category of like, he's there to spit bars <laughs> i think trap is trap is kind of this whole thing now where like it's more about like it's not about like the lyrics not about 
flow or anything. It's more about like, well, I guess flow to a degree, but like, it's a lot more about the the sound, like, yeah. like you know what I mean, like just like the it can be engineered. It can be engineered exactly, yeah. and 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 I think that's where the distinction is kind of made now nowadays. And I think you know we're 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 obviously big Drake fans, like yeah, for sure. Drake Drake beautifully toes the line between trap and rap. One hundred percent. Would you also throw like things like grime in there? Or yeah, like I mean, the UK stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I don't know. I think grime, grime's kind of like a like a subsection of rap. Okay. I think in a way, like it's it's definitely rap. I think for the most part, but like it definitely has like its own kind of lane, and I respect that. Yeah, you know? and rap is kind of geographic too. Like oh, for sure. Like you'll get sure. the, if uh, you have an artist that comes out of New York, or now even Toronto. Toronto's uh, big, man. Toronto, it, like. The, where you come from, like Texas has a sound. Houston has yep. a sound. Yeah, Atlanta. 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 Or 3-6, where are they from? Memphis, Tennessee. Yep. Tennessee yep. has a sound. Detroit. Know? Detroit. Uh, Cali. Atlanta. Cali. Yeah. It's, it's so localized nowadays. Like Chicago is another big one. Yeah, sure. Um, You know, like that's, that's like Chicago is like the drill, drill, you know, music. Like Chief Keef, like Lil Durk. Like that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's very yeah. You know the geographics behind it are are super interesting. Yeah, and um, just I'd always I'd I'd almost want to do like a research study into that, just like the origins of the sound. Well, yeah, you can go. I think obviously it starts in New York and in L.A. Yeah, um, yeah. in the G funk and all that stuff. Like Absolutely. if you hear a Snoop Dogg and and Dr. Dre song, it's like yeah, it's immediately West Coast. You know, totally. it has that West yeah. Coast vibe. Yeah. But if you listen to something from Tribe Called Quest or Wu Tang, it's got that like Eastern grime yeah. to it, or yeah. or Shook Ones and uh, Mob Deep. Like they kind of have that mm. grimy kind of street, like Gotham City kind of shit. It's it's so unique, man, and and I love it. Like that that's what makes I think that's what makes not just rap in general, but like music in general, like mm. so beautiful. Like because it doesn't matter where you're from, right? You can make like a good ass sounding song, that shit will sell. Look that at, shit will be a hit. Look at K-pop, right? Absolutely. Shout out to my boy Sungwoo, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> Sungwoo's yeah, yeah. Sung uh, one of my best friends. He's Korean and loves the K-pop. So he's, he's been he's been putting me on a little bit to, uh, what's it, BTS? BTS? BTS yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The the BTS meal at McDonald's was pretty good, by the way. I, the sauce was actually not bad. What is what is that? Um, so <laughs> I don't know if you've like kept up with like McDonald's lately, but like... We been, sure have. <laughs> <laughs> they've been doing Weekly, these. Fam. They've been doing these like sp- special meals where like they'll, they'll team up with like a rapper or like a celebrity, and they'll call it like their name meal. So like they had like the Travis Scott burger like last year, oh, and like that you know thing. that became like this big meme. And then like after a while, they had like the BTS meal, which the BTS meal is for the record uh, a chicken nugget meal. I think it's ten piece chicken nuggets, regular meal, but they give you two special sauces. The sauces are honey mustard, honey mustard, and I think it's like sweet chili. And I gotta say, like, that's really it. It's it, it's it's labeled the BTS meal, but it's um, it got its own special sauce. Yeah, shout out McDonald's marketing <laughs> one time. And I think I think now they're on. Uh, now they have what's you know Saweetie. I, I forget the. I don't know her name. Saweetie. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it, but yeah, I think she's got. I, I saw something that she's got her own meal now. So. 
might have to check that out but bro one time i was watching tmz and i saw this like uh clip about drake going to some west hollywood club and buying everybody in their mcdonald's like, he literally <laughs> dropped 50k getting just mcdoubles and cheeseburgers unreal, and stuff that's unreal and the club was burning up like everyone was like so fired up to get mcdonald's <laughs> how many calories do you think all together that is oh bro oh man <laughs> 500k 500,000 oh, calories man, i don't even want to think about 3500 cal 3500 uh, calories in a pound oh so i'm not sure what the pound <laughs> it is but and that's i'm guessing bad. i have no idea but like that's uh it's a lot of meat in that club it's a lot man i don't know lot, I, I and there already on. was a lot of meat and grease in there before <laughs> mcdonald's showed up hey man listen like you know i listened to your episode on on the, the whole hangover you know eat some mcdonald's some greasy food and you know i i think it helps i think it helps so 100%. you know what McDonald's definitely serves a purpose in our life. You know, I'm, I'm, I've been on this big weight loss journey these past few months and, uh, I've, I've really cut it out of my life, but like it still serves a purpose every now and then, you know Bro, what I'm saying? It's a convenience. It's a utility. Honestly, I don't know what I'd do with, I, I can't imagine my life without it <laughs> since I was a youth. I remember when McDonald's had pizza. Um, this is about late nineties. You were just pizza, being born. Man? No way. Yeah. That's on four slice. It was crazy. It was like, like a little kid size, but you just dummy it. <laughs> okay. Then they had the ribs, like the the McRib. Yeah, the McRib. Yeah, yeah. That was. Yep. I think that was inspired by the Simpsons. Okay. Crusty uh, Burger and all that, but yeah, Mc, yeah. McDonald's has a special place in my heart for sure. And Absolutely. I mean, you know, you go. Uh, one of my other shows, I was talking about the twenty dollars McDonald's challenge. Where <laughs> okay. There's a huge challenge out there where see if you can eat twenty dollars worth of McDonald's. Nice. And you have to spend it all. Okay. And, uh, some people, I think after the episode, they tried it and they said they got to like 10, $12 and then they couldn't, cause you think about it, you can get a lot of food for 20 bucks sure, at McDonald's, sure. get two full meals, extra sides, wraps, fries. I mean, it's like you're a bear going into hibernation, man, after that. Oh, absolutely, man. Have you ever watched the, uh, the documentary Supersize Me? Yeah. Great show. Yeah. Man, I watched that in grade eight health class. And my God, was it supposed to scare you or something? I, I think so because like I was, I was pretty like sussed out after I watched that. Man, I'm like, I gotta really watch what I eat, bro. It's, it sounds like guys who are like, you know, oh, uh, you know, they go to McDonald's. Well, no, wait, wait uh, what was it that thing about? Oh yeah, in the show, he's talking about how when he goes to McDonald's. He was going, it was like two or three weeks. He had to eat every single day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And he had to like force it down. And I was like, I yeah. never have to try to force it down. Never, McDonald's. Like never, I, man. But like, I understand how if you have something all the time, yeah. even your most favorite thing, yeah. even your most favorite music, Absolutely. if you listen to it too much yeah. or if you eat it too, like, I too much, it was a bad thing. Remember, what was it? The like Papa John? He ate like 40 pizzas in 30 days or something like that. To like, test the product, yeah. <laughs> my God, dude. I, listen, man, I could not do that. Yeah, I could his, not. His face after that looked like tomato sauce. Yeah. He, <laughs> well, that's an iconic photo, man. He had like the meat sweats going, you know. Serious meat sweats. A lot of Capicola in the blood. Yeah. You ever watch that interview? I watched like the first 10 minutes. Oh, man. It, <laughs> it just, hey, listen, man. I saw this like meme on Instagram, like maybe like a year ago when the pandemic started. And... He's basically like, Papa John was right. Because remember, like, he was talking in that interview. He's like, you know, the day of reckoning's coming. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, maybe he knew something we didn't. Listen. The so, sauce gave him wisdom, bro. Listen, man. It's the power of the pizza, man. It's the power of the pizza. Hey, bro. Nothing more powerful than pizza. Oh, man. What's your case? You, like, last four or five years in college, you get pizza from time to time, I oh, imagine. It's man, probably way too much. It's probably got you through your degree. Yeah. Uh, Don, what's your kind of go-to for the two for oh, one? Oh, man. You know, for me, it's uh, it's an... It's an order from Domino's for sure because, you know, shout out to Domino's Unicode. 
you know, I, I think they, it used to be like 50%, 50% off, yeah. but now I think they like lowered it to 30. So like, you know, corporate, corporate bullshit, but <laughs> it is what it is. Um, my or go-to order though, I'd say is a, um, pepperoni with uh, sausage. Yeah. Can't you go know. wrong with that. Number one, it soaks up the beer. Number two, it's just filling, bro. Thin crust or? No, no. I'm, I'm not a thin crust guy. You go all the way, eh? I, I go all the way. That's yeah. what's up, bro. Thin, nah, thin. Thin's all right, but like, like, if I had a choice, I would not get it. I like the Brooklyn style pizza. Yeah, uh, Brooklyn's pretty good. It's like wide pieces and stuff. Yeah, Brooklyn's pretty good. Yeah, I dummy that, man. Yeah, and that's cheap, too. It's cheap. Like, I feel like I'm not going to get feel old until I can't eat a whole pizza in one sitting. Man. Yeah, I, I, I can I'm still do you. it. I can still you. do it, but just barely, and I have to be really hungry. But I can still pull it off. Yeah, I think I think when we get to that point, that's how we know we're growing up. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, oh, I miss the days where, man. <laughs> yeah, there there is times like man when I was in college, like well, I'm still at, but one more semester. But you know, my yeah, my yeah, prime yeah. years, as we were saying earlier, um, oh, man, I'd be ordering pizza like three times a week, man. Like that that man, that shit's crazy. Like looking back on it, hey, but listen. When you're in your early twenties, you can. That's that's the time in your life to do it. Yeah, your body is yeah. like a fucking furnace. <laughs> you can just it will just in like, like yeah nothing nothing registers. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, even even like being twenty three now, which like a lot of listeners might just be like, "Wow, you're still young." Like, like twenty three versus like twenty. There's there is a difference there that I can feel really? in terms of just like you know my energy and my eating habits and stuff that I'm like, damn, I used to do that. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to believe eh? It's like, well, what was I thinking? But no, but like to your point when I was 20, same thing I could eat. I was also playing football. Yeah. yeah. I would literally eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner on campus. Yeah. And sometimes on campus, I get the sumo size Edo. So it wasn't oh, just like the regular Edo. Man. Sumo, you know, you, man, you know, it's three scoops of yakisoba, especially when you're, you're like training as an athlete. Yeah. Like I think, a lot of that plays a big factor because like when I was training, taking hockey super seriously growing up, like I would eat like a lot, man. And like, even like first year university, like, like by that point, like I'd stopped taking hockey seriously, but like, I'd be eating a lot. Like I remember, I remember the first time, like I went out with like, you know, a couple of like my best friends now that, you know, uh, from, from my undergrad, like, you know, shout out Will, shout out Oliver, all those boys. Hey. I remember when we still tell, we, we still tell the story to this day. Cause we, we were, we were at Boston pizza and uh, I had ordered a, it was called Boston Smoky Mountain spaghetti meatballs. Okay. Okay. So it's a fat plate of pasta, man. <laughs> fat plate of pasta, but they give you an option to like order like, like a baked version as well. But mm-hmm. to order it baked, basically what they do is they give you a plate and then they give you a separate plate with the baked pasta. It's, it's a weird, it was a really weird proposition, but like, okay. I'm like, I did it. Cause like. I'm a hungry guy, you know, I'm a hungry hey, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, yeah, put it back, man. You and need the carbs. I remember eating that and ordering that and like my thing comes and then the second plate comes and all like all my, all my boys are looking at me like, what the hell are you eating, bro? <laughs> and I'm like, hey, man, I'm just finish it up. And lo and behold, I finished it all, bro. Wow. But I couldn't do that nowadays. I could not do that nowadays. Like I, I very much like Jeez. reduced my, my eating portions and it's a lot more like, it's not, it's not like eating the stuff myself anymore. It's a lot more just eating to like be, oh, like be whelmed, I yeah. guess is what I'm trying to say. It's like you go to the doctor and you say, uh, doctor goes, so, you, so you, when do you stop eating when you're full? And you're like, what? 
I yeah. stopped eating when I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had heard, I, I don't know, this is complete folklore, but um, my mom has, has told me for years growing up that your brain does not register you being full f- until 20 minutes after you eat your meal. Yeah, I think there's some there's some rationale to that. And thinking about it, like, I remember, like, growing up, I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is bullshit, like, whatever. But, like, nowadays, I'm like... Which is why if you eat fast, yeah, it probably is even worse. And I was a fast eater as a kid, man. Like, I still am pretty fast eater, but, like, as a kid, like, I was, I was gulping everything, like... Yeah, like, buddy, like it was an F1 race. Didn't bro. Taste like, it. Yeah. <laughs> You're at the pit stop, put the tires back on. Yeah, quick, man. Okay. You know, like there was no brakes. It was, it was, it was all gas, all gas, no brakes. Yeah, eh? absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, you're right about the pizza, man. And the big meals. I'll still do that. Still do that from time to time, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a very special occasion and I got to like really work out during the day or be active during the day, build up the appetite. Totally. Uh, otherwise, yeah, it's food coma. And I mean, uh, Wendy, uh, no, this one time, not Wendy's, uh, Denny's downtown. They used to have this uh, oh, pancake man. special where oh, all, all you can eat cakes for like 10 bucks. Jeez, man. And my goal was to get to 12. And I got 12. to like, I got to eight or nine and I would just, but it's like all that like batter in your stomach. Yeah. It's, yep. it's like a football in your, in your gut. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally dying, dude. I was like, oh my God, I took a selfie. It's one of my favorite selfies to this day. Yeah. Because I look like I'm comatose. Like, do you, like, like the glaze is over my eyes. Yeah, like, like smoked the, a blunt or something. Do you have like the, the Papa John's meat sweats going? Oh, you know? and, yeah, the bad, <laughs> yeah, the batter sweats, buddy. Just, oh, dude, it's bad. And I asked yeah. the uh, waitress what like the record was for the all you can eat pancakes. And yeah. she said, this uh, Aboriginal man came in one time and ate like 22 pancakes. Wow. Dusted it. Good for that guy, man. Like, <laughs> honestly, back, respect, dude. respect. That's impressive. Dude, that's like a full, that's a full like popcorn bag full yeah. of batter. Oh my God. I don't even want to think about that, man. That's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you ever watch those, uh, those hot dog eating contests? Oh. Like Joey Chestnut yeah. and all that shit? He's the champ. Man, I don't know how that, that guy TSN, does it. Eh? Yeah, that's always on like TSN on like July the 4th, like every year. And <laughs> man, I'm like, this guy has had to starve himself at least for like three days. Like, you know, maybe just be a little malnourished while you're going in there. Bro, they train for that. That's incredible. Oh, my God. Could you imagine, like, hey, man, you want to, like, hang out tonight? It's like, no, I got to train. <laughs> what are you training for? It's like, oh, hot dog eating contest. Oh, my God. He's just, like, dummies, like, a six-pack every night of, like, dogs. Dude. Oh, my God. You know God. what they do, too, eh? And I actually yeah. did, I broke the record for my old football club back in Sherp Park, okay. Sherp Park Rams. Okay. Because every Tuesday, we used to have hot dog nights with, like, the junior football team. Okay. And one night, I went hot dog for hot dog with one of my old linemen, and I got to 15. With the old linemen. And, and you're like, and you're a receiver, right? You were I was a running, or back. running back. Sorry, running back. Yeah, I was 14 though, so I was even more. I was like growing boy, right? Yeah, so yeah. a lot of fucking hay in the barn for that horse. But for me back then, I was just dummying them. And to get the 13th and 14th and fifth one down, mm-hmm. 15th one down to beat them, I had to dip them in water, bro, because the bread was too oh, much. Oh yeah, I, I, well, like they do that in those. I think um, they do contests. Like I've seen them like dipping it in the water. I'm like, bro, that's disgusting. Bro, did you see that at one of those uh, hot dog eating championships? They brought a bear, like a grizzly bear. I don't think so. And they could, they they put a grizzly bear in like a cage or like a like a like a shield had a shield in front of it. Obviously, it was enclosed, and they put it next to chestnut. I think it's on YouTube if you want to you YouTube it. But they put this grizzly bear next to chestnut and the other contestants, mm-hmm. and the same amount of hot dogs, and the and the grizzly just dummied it like oh, literally man. like in half the time. Yeah, those grizzly bears, man, they can eat everything. Oh, buddy. Yeah, they throw it away. Yeah, no, it's making uh, a memory. 
See, man, it's it's like Ryan Domino was like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm, I'm definitely I'm definitely past my prime now when it comes to the food game. You know, I'm, I'm definitely I'm in my uh, you know I'm, I'm washed up. I'm a you know as, as LeBron says, I'm a wash king, I'm a wash king. <laughs> listen there's some things that that's probably best you know yeah i think that's one of them man uh it's been it's been great losing weight man these past few months it's been awesome yeah the drip feels a little bit better eh? oh yeah it looks a little bit better in the feel better i'm you know i'm I'm happier you know Uh, this is not to this is not to to say that like you know i wasn't as happy when you know i was had had some more pounds on me but like just feel happier i feel healthier have more energy um, just being able to play sports and yeah. like, working out and stuff now is way easier for me. Like now I have like my, uh, shout out to my slow pitch team. Like we're, we're, uh, we're playing in actually the semifinals this week, but let's go, um, man, for the longest time, like I was like a pretty like average slow pitch player, but like this year, like I feel incredible, man. I'm hitting home runs again. Hey. Um, getting every ball there in the, outfield. I'm a center fielder. So, you know, I, I get balls in the outfield, I'm running the bases with speed. I feel great, man. And yeah, it's been a it's been a great year. I think you know, I it was kind of my New Year's resolution was like you know lose some weight. So, I'm uh, mission accomplished, buddy. It's been it's been great. And what I, are the shorties saying? You know, I'm not sure yet, man. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see after this podcast. <laughs> you know, you're gonna be listening to Ryan. You know, like driving. It's like, oh man, I wish wish I was uh, Ryan was with me driving around yeah. the city. I know it's one of your <laughs> okay. So one of your things is tell us about this. Like, oh yeah, your, your night drives. Yeah, so no, you I'm a hop in the whip and you just go for a Sunday cruise. Absolutely, man. No, especially especially this past winter when like things were still closed, the pandemic, we were basically confined to our houses. Right. And I was taking classes online at the time, like I was in school. And after a while, just like, I got to get the hell out of the house, man, just something to do. So my thing, and it's become not just, you know, thing because of the pandemic, but, um, you know, I was something I enjoyed, you know, beforehand, but like just going for like a cruise, mm. you know, I, 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 my usual route is just going down, um, the Walter Dale up through the Walter Dale, uh, through Rogers place back to the high level. Cause I li- you know, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm on weight. So, right. You know, it's, it's great. And it's, it's honestly like really therapeutic in a way for me, like just throwing on some tunes. I'm a, I'm a big R and B guy at night. So of course, bro, you know, party next door weekend, of course, Drizzy. Of there. course, bro. But, you know, it's, it's, um, it's just a, it's a good way to kind of clear your mind in a way. I don't, I don't want to sound like a, like a businessman or, or any, like an Instagram businessman or anything, but it's, no. it's something that hundred percent is something that, um, was very therapeutic for me, especially, um, during these past few months in the pandemic, like being stuck at home and not being able to do much, like just being to leave the house and, you know, kind of just getting out there a little, like yeah. that was great. So yeah. go on your route and, uh, you know, take some random lefts, some uh, Larry's exactly, and Ralph's and exactly, like, man. Maybe stop at the McDonald's drive-through, whatever. Yeah, right? man. I call it the I call it the Drake and Drive. The Drake and Drive. You know, you know, you know, you know the warning about that, right? <laughs> What's that? Uh, don't Drake and Drive, or you end up at your ex's house. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Doing circles around her neighborhood, right? No, no. So you, dri- <laughs> you, you know, I know you listen to Marvin's Room and Jaded. <laughs> get that shit together so yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe those tracks run and you're you thinking nah. about her and i'm like yo i wonder if she's thinking about me too <laughs> no you know what I, I got i got two moods when uh you know i'm i'm cruising late at night I, i'm either in a reflective mode like you know pound cake paris martin music too like mm. do not disturb lemon pepper freestyle kind of drake where he's just like reflective and he's in his bag and then there's like the other times where i was like kind of like a softer mood you know like the weekend and you know, wicked games or like the morning or like 
you know, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really like Marvin's Room a ton because just the stereotypes <laughs> that go along with that song. But like, uh, Jaded definitely is up there. Jaded, Jade's a, Jaded's a big one. Um, and uh, there's a few others, but th- those are kind of my two moods when I'm cruising at night. And uh, I got it all on one playlist. Uh, so it's up there. Uh, it's called Cruising, and it's on Spotify. If you want to follow me on Spotify. So. Oh, cool. How does it work? So people can follow your playlist and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So Spotify, Spotify kind of has its own social function where basically, like, you can follow like other users and you know share playlists with each other. And um, yeah, pretty much just kind of. So like, they're doing the most, and Apple's not even. They're listen. doing the most. Listen, man, I I, I switched to Spotify because I was fed up with Apple Music because my Apple Music app would not work like half the time in the car, and it's like just kind of annoying. It's like. I want to listen to this song, but it's just not playing. Were you able to transfer your library over? Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's some programs on the internet that do that. So I switched to Spotify, I think, in February, and uh, I haven't looked back, man. I I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. The the only complaint I have, and this is very specific complaint, is that Spotify. You know the you know the song uh, Hundred Feet featuring uh, Drake, like with the game. They don't. So so we're going back. So we're going back to uh, you know. producer tags and stuff mm-hmm. and they they cut out the producer tag intro in the spotify version for that song and i'm like you know what like for me it's like i don't care a ton because it's like you know it's, it's kind of just like a beggar being a chooser at this point but like at the same time it's like that kind of made the song like you know put it put the this that song in the mood for me a little bit yeah you know? thanks for nothing thanks for the thanks yeah for being so so yeah. yeah that's a little weird why would they trim it they're running out of i don't space. know i don't know which is weird because the apple music version is is the regular version um so i'm not sure i'm not sure maybe it's like a contractual thing you know with the game i don't, I don't know yeah a few people have tried i have spotify a few people have tried to get me off apple and i, I agree but my only concern was transferring the library so if i can do yeah. that yeah there's uh there's some i'll show you later there's some programs online that allow you to do that um it's super easy how much is spotify a month um i think it's the same as apple music 10 bucks uh yeah it should be i i'm doing a i actually do a, a joint pr- a membership with my mom so we Perfect. we just have it under the same basically membership so what what does your dad listen to to go to costco <laughs> the costco <laughs> Costco game oh, days. Oh man, yeah, Costco game day. Yeah, Eugene, Eugene knows 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 what's up at Costco, man. I'm telling you, bro. Last time I was like, I'm not joking. I was like, man, I need Ryan's dad here with me because <laughs> uh, uh, the Costco I went to on the south side, it was jam packed. Yeah. It didn't have the cheese and stuff I wanted, so I just bailed. And yeah. I went to the Costco in Leduc, the new one by the airport. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. And I was in the parking lot. Literally, these people are professional shoppers. Like the, yeah, way, the way they're organized yeah. and they hit the, they hit the Dude, lineups. It's, insane. it's a sport. They're it's like liter- a sport. Yeah. They're literally like professional yeah. shopper, Costco shoppers. Yeah. And they all have the most executive membership and <laughs> they go in and like they, they attack the yeah. shelves and they're so yeah. aggressive. I'm like, I can't even, I played football and I play the most competitive guy, you know, <laughs> but I feel out of like, so out of my yeah, pocket. Man. Yeah, man. So your dad would be like a huge. Oh, asset. absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I think, I don't know. In terms of music, he listened. I don't, I don't know. He's, he's, he's. Eye the Tiger? Or I feel like he's kind of a classic rock kind of guy. I don't know. When I was growing up, he'd always be bumping Kool Aid 80 in the car. And all <laughs> oh, nice. that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I actually I actually do, you know, we're talking a lot about rap and stuff. I, I, I'm not just a rap guy for the record. You know, I, okay. I do listen to other things. And one thing I do actually particularly enjoy from time to time is classic rock. Like Same here, man. ACDC. It banks. It banks. You know, Black Sabbath, you know, that kind of stuff. Like Metallica. Oh. That, you know, that stuff bangs, man. I, I, it I, really does. I, I mess with it. I mess with it. Oh, same here, man. Yeah. I love classic rock. Um, even on road trips, 
Sometimes, yeah. uh, you know, when I'm listening to rap on a road trip or a podcast, sometimes I'll throw on some like Eagles. Oh, the like, Eagles uh, are classic. Take it easy. Absolutely. I'm a running down the road yep. trying to loosen my That's load. an absolute classic, Seven man. women on my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Four that want to hold yeah. me to It's good the, vibes, man. Yeah, you, know? and you drive down the highway, listen to that, and I'm like, man, life what, is good. You know? one, thing I, one thing I really appreciate classic rock music for is like when you're having like beers with your buddies on like a Saturday afternoon, it's like oh, yeah. 30 degrees outside, so sunny, and like you're just throwing on like some, some, some classic rock, and it's just a vibe, man. It's 100%. Total vibe. vibe. Total vibe. So you've been in Alberta for a while. Has the country yeah. got you yet, or the the oh country music? Nah, man. I well, you know nah, what? You know, eh? <laughs> 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 um, no, you know what? To a degree, I will say. You know, at, when I first kind of got into music, I'm like, country is shit, whack, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to like, you know, talk about girls, talk about trucks. Like, I'm not, I'm not about that, you know. But there's been, you know what, there's a few, a small select few country songs that I actually don't mind and have in my Spotify library, which, um, they're played, well-rounded. they're played, they're played on very special occasions, usually those Saturday afternoons, mm-hmm. you know, with having some beers with the fellas, but, um, it's, it's grown on me to a degree, I will say it's, it, it's never going to be like my first choice, but you know what? The odd song I don't mind for sure. Yeah, I'm with you. It's grown on me a little bit more. Just been here for so long. Might be uh, a signal for me to get get out at some point and maybe travel the world a little bit. <laughs> oh, totally. But uh, totally. no. But to your point, I mean, so yeah, there's some really good. There's even bangers in country, but uh, <laughs> uh, the, the, they just like you're like, oh shit, I gotta go. Yeah, man. Like, was it like uh, was it that Luke Bryan song, like the the country girl, shake it for me? Oh, that, that, yeah. That, that, that's what, when girl. I when I think about a country banger, like that's that's one of them for sure. Yeah, for save sure. a horse, ride a cowboy. You save a horse, ride a cowboy. Um, those yeah, those kind of vibes for sure. Yeah. I'm actually I'm going to Calgary next weekend. Might hit up cowboy. Boys, so oh. they might uh, they might play might play one of those. Take a shorty on a little two step, eh? A little one <laughs> we'll two. I don't know. I'm not much of a two stepper, but hey, I got I got to brush ne- up. Neither is she, bro. I got to brush up. It's just an excuse for us to link. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you, uh, I know you're a big sports guy, and that's yep. actually kind of a part of the reason why we became such great friends. Absolutely, you know, just talk about yeah. sports all the time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, the Raptors just won the NBA Finals. Oh no, sorry, two years ago. Yeah. Shout out to the Bucks that just won it this year. Yep. Giannis and the Hulk squad. Yeah. Uh, Lakers last year, and then the Raptors a year before. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the last two championship winning teams, not the most, not the greatest teams, but just like they were able to avoid avoid industry like injuries. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Raptors team pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the the Warriors teams, I would say the 2017 2018 Warriors, pretty freaking solid. Oh, like man. I mean, what was the starting yeah. lineup? Curry, Clay, Clay, KD, Draymond, and then who they had the five? Was it Pachulia, Zaza? Yeah, uh, Pachulia, Zaza, or um, Andrew Bogut, maybe. Andrew Bogut, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. in other words, loaded, like com- insane, com- insane. So, like that might be an all time. Some yeah. of the best, if not. The- like it's hard for me to go against the '90s Bulls, but like, you know, like the mid 2010s Warriors were are definitely up there in terms of like all time teams for sure. 100. percent Well, this kind of leads me to my question for you: like, how would you rank the top five uh, NBA championship teams? Oh man, you want you want me to give me my top five? Yes, please. Man, well, obviously, listen, I'm a Raptors fan. 2019 Raptors, like that. That'll always be number five or number one. Let's start with number five first. Okay, number f- okay, maybe not. For- okay, so or, or okay. however you want to do this, number one first. Okay, I'll I'll say I'll, I'll go five to one. Okay, actually, no, I'm gonna go one to five because I think it'll be easier. Number sure. one, 2019 Raptors. Like, come on, like that. That is the team that brought me just the greatest joy. Like, okay, 
So this is so this is less objective. More. This is a more of a, a subjective pick, a okay. bias pick. I I don't think the 2019 Raptors maybe like the greatest team of all time, but like I think they're a lot better than people give them credit for. Sure. You know, everyone everyone talks about you know KD was injured, Clay was injured. Who cares, man? You play what's in front of you, and that's my that's my biggest beef with modern day NBA fans is so many of them are like, oh, like Mickey Mickey Mouse ring, like not a real ring. I'm like. Because like injuries, right? Like people yeah. were discrediting the Bucks championship this year and the Suns making the finals because like, oh, the Nets were hurt. Oh, the, the Lakers were hurt. You know, that doesn't matter, man. You, you play what's in front of you. You can't control injuries, bro. Injuries are a part of the game. And that is, that is my bold proclamation that every, there is no such thing as a fake ring unless you cheat for it blatantly, blatantly like the 2017 Houston Astros did in baseball. Right, right, right. So that's my hot take. There's never a fake ring unless you cheat for one, like blatantly. Facts. So, you know, object. okay, so subjectively, the 2019 Raptors, number okay. one. You know, I was doing a lot of research into this um, this week, but one championship team that doesn't get a lot of love, the 2014 San Antonio Spurs. Oh, yeah, young Kawhi. Young Kawhi, but that might be the one of the few basketball teams in the history of the game that have won a championship with like a non-superstar player, quote-unquote. The 2014 Spurs played the Heatles, the big three Miami Heat. The Heatles, yeah. LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. Yeah. The superstar power was so crazy on that team. And they just come off a championship. Yep, yep. And they were going for the three-peat. The 14 Spurs, you know, they had they had a lot of like really, really good players. They had Tim Duncan, you know, obviously Tim Duncan was a superstar in his prime, but this is like a, you know, 38-year-old Tim Duncan or however old, old he was in 2014. Yeah, older, way older. You know, Tony Parker again passes prime. Same with Manu Ginobili. Um, and then like a young Kawhi who was really good, but like wasn't, you know, what we know him today to be. And I think what makes the 14 Spurs so damn good is I'll say this to this day, 2014 San Antonio Spurs are the most fundamentally sound basketball team of all time. Yeah, they are the greatest team-oriented basketball team I've ever watched in my life, in terms of just like systems, um, you know, defensively, but more so offensively. Just moving the ball, it was it is they call it the beautiful game, and yeah. you know, as as a I don't call myself a purist of basketball, but like just. That that was that team was so damn good. Well oiled machine, well coached. Yeah, uh, they they don't beat themselves. You had like Boris Diaw out here looking like, yeah. you know, Chris Paul or some playmaking point guard. You know, this is like yeah, you're right. Six eight, like kind of overweight French guy, just making Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade look like scrubs. <laughs> yeah, and LeBron sometimes. And LeBron and LeBron, and you and know, it's that's kind impressive. of the perfect uh, yeah. perfect storm yeah. for team that could beat the heat because mm -hmm. you had a young like lebron was at his athletic peak yeah but Kawhi was not as big as him but he can yeah. handle him and he's yeah. got really good defensive abilities big yeah. hands yeah and for someone like lebron to be at his athletic peak you need a young a young stallion like absolutely uh, well, like Kawhi was yeah to kind of not neutralize it completely but really put a it, dent it, in it let's put a dent in it because mm -hmm. lebron could just run over you so oh yeah like couldn't have had a better rookie. So yeah, I'd say the 14 Spurs are up there. Um, obviously, man, like the the mid 2010s Warriors, dude. Just what what a team! 
like a lot of people, you know, shit on KD for leaving OKC and stuff. And, you know, like I definitely felt a way about it, but like, I mean, you can't deny how great those teams were. Like those Warriors teams were crazy. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, and then other than that, obviously I'd put the nineties bulls up there, man. Okay, Last which, dance, which, MJ, which one? Nineties, which, which one? Ooh, man, this is where this gets a little specific. Um, it's got to be one of the '90s teams. I, I, I like which one? Oh man, which was the best Bulls team? When was when did Rodman come around? He was the second three P, right? Rodman? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. '96 to '98. Because Horace Grant was the big man on the first on the first iteration. Correct. It's got to be one of those Rodman teams. I would probably say '96. Just 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 from the '72 and '10 record. Um, mm. you know, I think I do think Rodman is one of, if not the greatest defensive player in NBA history. Yeah. Vegas trips include Vegas trips. He, man, <laughs> that, that dude, I don't know how that dude did it. Um, I just think that those three, you know, Pippen, Jordan Rodman were in their absolute primes. Yeah. And by 98, it's kind of like, you know, they're getting old, probably going to get rid of these guys after the year, you know, the whole last dance, you yeah. know, all that shit. But, yeah, the follow was crazy, but yeah, you're yeah. right. The, the, the those '90s teams, man, especially yeah. like when Jordan came back from yeah. baseball. Yeah, crazy. Let so, me let me preface this by saying too that this list is in no particular order. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say that right now because it's hard for me to rank, you bro. know, the team from the '90s versus the team from like the 2010s. Well, that's exactly what we're doing. So we're gonna hold the, hold you to this. All right. Number all one right. is Raptors 19. <laughs> number two is Spurs 14. Number three is Warriors 15 or 16. Can't be sixteen because they lost in sixteen. No, I would say the twenty, the twenty. Uh, I don't know, twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen Warriors. Yeah, the, those one were, of the KD Warriors. Yeah, one of the KD Warriors. Either one. I think the seventeen Warriors swept the. Yeah, yeah. So um, ninety six Bulls, and then number five, it's got to be the Showtime Lakers, man. Okay, it's got to be eighty six or eighty seven. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think eighty four. Yeah, it was, so. they went back and forth with the Celtics. Yeah, things. it's, it's got to be one of them. Man. So Magic. What a what a shame that guy's career got cut short. Hey, like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. unfortunate. I mean, he so he was pretty prolific when mm-hmm. you know he was the uh, him and Gretzky kind of owned the eighties. You know? Yeah, yeah. It, and the Mon- Montana and them. I would I would still I, I'd go to say he's the greatest point guard of all time. Oh, I, for sure. I'd go, I'd go to say that. Yeah, for sure. See the court and. Uh, just the uh, basketball IQ off the charts, yeah. which yeah. is crazy in such a point guard dominated league. Like, there's a lot of damn good point guards that play in the NBA, man. Oh, dude, I mean, especially now. But to be a point guard at that height, it's I don't think we'll ever see it again. I don't think so either, man. I yeah, don't think so either. Super tall, dude. Um, ben Simmons could have been. In <laughs> don't get me started on Simmons, bro. I, uh, listen, wait, what man. do you mean? Didn't you think he had a good playoffs? Like, <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I you know I think I think he he. I'm going to say this because I'm not I'm not acting like I'm better than Ben Simmons or anything. Let me be completely clear that I will never be anywhere near as good as an NBA level. But the fact that Ben Simmons is the same player that he's been since he got drafted in 2016, mm. I think that speaks volumes about either A, Philadelphia's lack of player development, which to a degree I don't think is true because Joel Embiid has turned into a superstar. But... I think there's a lot it has to do with his work ethic as well. Mm. You know, like I, it could be completely wrong. You know, Ben Simmons, if you're ever listening to this, I'm not, I'm not trying to bash you about your work ethic or anything, but like 
bro, you're the same player you were in 2016, man. Get a fucking jump shot. You know, <laughs> like you see that clip in the playoffs this year when like he passed up an open dunk to like, I saw that. Yeah. It went viral. I saw that. And I'm like, the Sixers are done. Like after that play happened, I'm like, they're done. Yeah. Well, yeah. When you turn away an empty, an open shot, but listen, yeah. if we were dating Kylie Jenner, we might be, you know, isn't that Travis Scott? One of the, I think he's dating no, one of those famous chicks, you know. Maybe no, no. I think Devin Booker is dating Kendall Jenner, and Ben Simmons used to. So like, rappers yeah. want to be ballers. Ballers want to be rappers. Yeah, man. Was it like I saw this like YouTube comment? I'm like, Drake. Uh, was it Drake? Drake wants to be an athlete so bad. Like, oh, for sure. <laughs> I think it was like his laugh now, cry later music video. Yeah, it's doing like, the Beckham catch. Yeah, when he's yeah. running that really shitty ass route. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, skinny post. <laughs> I can run routes better than that, 100%. You, you, you see me run routes. Hey, buddy. Yeah, Drake almost looked as good as uh, Calvin Ridley and Jamal Adams. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. In, insane what those guys can do. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Speaking of uh, the NFL receivers and stuff, you looking forward to seeing your boy um, from the Ravens there? Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson. Oh, Action Jackson. Big trust. Big trust. Big trust. That's that's my boy. Woo, woo. Woo, woo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out Mark Ingram. Um no man, I think I think Lamar's gonna have a big year. Um, he's got he's got a, a revamped O line. He's got some new receivers, some better receivers to work with. And uh, you know, I th- I think the hate he gets for not being quote unquote a passer, I think is a little overstated. Well, you know, I haven't heard that too much, but I I understand the sentiment. You know, mm-hmm. like he's not going to be a because pl- when you're get that gifted naturally, like yeah. athletically, yeah. You know, and you know you can beat people one on one. Why wouldn't you try? Totally. So totally. I, I totally understand. If he got it, flaunt it. And I mean, uh, I would try to outrun everybody too. Yeah, why not, man? You know, <laughs> I, with that, with when you're given that talent, man, like you got to utilize it, bro. And I think, yeah, I, I do think to a degree, Lamar does get a little overhated just for his quote unquote perceived um, limitations as a player, mm-hmm. but. No, I, I think I think he's in for a big year, and we'll see, man. We'll see what happens. I mean, you know. So tell me, do you, you want to make a playoff, uh, uh, Super Bowl prediction? Super Bowl prediction. Oh, man. Early? Sure. Sure, let's do it. Um, I think, man, I don't, I, my heart wants Baltimore, but, like, you know, it, it, it's hard for me to pick against Pat Mahomes and KC, man. Oh, Patty Mahomes, eh? Patty Mahomes and KC are Pat, they're they're gonna be the new Patriots, bro. They're gonna be the new Patriots. What did Drake said? Patty Mahomes about to fall short a, a couple, couple hundred. hundred. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Listen, I I think the K, the Kansas City Chiefs are gonna be the new modern day New England Patriots of like you know the twenty twenties, the next dynasty. Like with Pat Mahomes, man, I think anything's possible. And in the NFC, man, I think it's wide open. Like. I could see the Packers making a run with Aaron Rodgers again. Um, I'll never count out Tom Brady. Never. You can't know. And I don't know. This this might sound. This might be a bit of a vanilla answer, but like, I could completely see a rematch of this year's Super Bowl. Chiefs and Bucks. I could completely see it. Like, I I have learned over the years to never bet against Tom Brady. Yeah. And I think what taught me that was the was it the Super Bowl against the Falcons? Yeah, the twenty eight twenty three and the going into halftime. I will never bet against Tom Brady. <laughs> never. Like I, and even when I picked the Chiefs to win this past Super Bowl, like I'm like, I just felt like an idiot after. I'm like, <laughs> Tom Brady has done it again. Yeah. You know, but 
I think what that Super Bowl really highlighted was... He only lost to my Eagles, bro. In this yeah, <laughs> that's true. That is, that and, is true. And Eli twice. That is true. Eli and the 2017 Philadelphia Eagles are Tom Brady's kryptonite, apparently. Yeah. But that what that Super Bowl really taught me was the importance of an offensive line in football. Sure. The big boys. The big boys. Shout out the big boys, man. They don't get a lot of love. You 100%, know? man. I think... Uh, we were kind of, I think we were talking about this a long, a little while back, but in football, I feel like the, the most important positions are the non-sexy positions. Yeah. You know, the, the O linemen, the D linemen, the, you know, the, the linebackers. hundred percent. The thumpers. You know? Yeah. The people, the who thumpers, are, the thumpers, the people who are like getting they're in the trenches. Exactly. They're not scoring. They're not, but holy smokes. I mean, that's like your infrastructure. That's your infrastructure. That's, that is like, it's like you're building a building, right? That's, that's the. That's the bottom, you know, the, the foundation. A hundred percent. You know, obviously quarterback's the most important position in football, but I think behind that. Yeah, the, the quarterback is the penthouse suite in the building. Yeah, but like you need an O-line, you need a D-line because that, the game is won at the line of scrimmage. Absolutely. You know, it might be here. And, you know, uh, you know the, the skill position players get all the love, you know, like the, the wide receivers, the tight end, and, you know, the tight ends do a little blocking. Shout out tight ends. But you know, the wide receivers, I think, are, are a big culprit of, like, getting a lot of love. The, and not undeserved love, but maybe yeah, too much love. They get all the sexy... They yeah. all get the accolades. Yeah, for sure. That, you know, the o, I think a lot of the old linemen should get. Who are your top five players right now in the NFL? Uh, number one is Pat Mahomes. Okay. Like, easily. Um, number two is Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. Aaron Donald is an absolute yeah. monster. Manchild. What was... I saw this thing on Twitter, like, maybe a few months ago. It was, like... Um, would you rather block Aaron Donald or tackle De- Derrick Henry? <laughs> and I'm like, I can't choose, bro. <laughs> Honestly, I'd probably try to block Aaron Donald because yeah. he's just going to push me out of the way or dodge <laughs> me. But like uh, Henry would try to run you over. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's interesting. My, my buddy told me he picked, he would tackle Derrick Henry because he could go for the legs. But like at the same time, it's like he's Derek freaking Henry, man. Like <laughs> you're gonna get stiff armed hard. Oh yeah. Or you're gonna get that dude's a monster. You're gonna get your fucking neck jacked up. But I would say number two is Aaron Donald. I think I honestly think Aaron Donald could be could go down as the greatest defensive player of all time. Yeah. When it's all said and done, he what he does at the line of scrimmage is absolutely game changing. Yeah. Against grown men who've been playing the sport their whole life. Yeah. Makes them look like Greg Dolls. Yeah. And then, man, that's a that's a good question from there, man. I it, it it's really cloudy from there for me. Like, I'd probably put Aaron Rodgers up there. A Rod, like Aaron Aaron Rodgers, I would go to say is the most talented QB of all time. I I I really do think he. I agree with you on that. He, just the throws he can make, the reads he makes. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, the, uh, the quickness that gets out of his hands. Yeah, it's not a long delivery. I'd, I'd go to say it's Aaron Rod. He'd be the most talented QB of all time. Um, from there, man, it's it's tough, man. Like, you know, you, you can you have look no at, you have no receivers on this list so far. I do. I don't plan on having any receivers. I, no I don't. Rex. No, I don't think so. I think um, from there, it's tough because football is such uh, a game where you can impact the game in so many different ways. Yeah, like it's not like other sports where it's like, you know, either you're like an offensive or a defensive specialist. Why don't you throw your boy Jackson on your? Yeah, listen, man. I, I think I think Lamar is a top five QB. Top five player might be tough. Like, and not speaking objectively, um, but you know, I I think Lamar is the most electrifying player in the game today. 
mm-hmm. in just in terms of his talent and what he can do on the field. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I guess that you know, for for the sake of sentimentality, sentimentality, I will throw Lamar in my top five. Okay. Um, and then from there, man, like you you can you can go so many different routes with five. You could go Russell Wilson. You could go. Tom Brady still. I mean, it's Tom Brady, man. He's Tom freaking Brady. Okay. I'll t- so you know, which one? Wilson or Brady? Brady. Come on. Brady. Okay. Come on. That's respect. Bra- Brady's the GOAT. He's he's the undoubted GOAT. Yeah. He's w- li- winning at life, man. He, he's dating Giselle. Yes. <laughs> on and off the field. And what I love about Tom Brady is, like, he just genuinely, like, looks like he's having fun. Yeah, that's true. You know, like, he's having like his social media posts, like, all this, like, He's just living life, bro, and he just happens to be good at football. It's kind of like Kawhi in a way, except he's he's kind of like a more like an extroverted Kawhi. Yeah, Kawhi's yeah. Kawhi's just in his bag all the time, doesn't want to talk to anyone. Yeah. yeah. Actually, you know, I I do hear he's actually well, he's a fun guy. We know that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's a fun guy. Um, but uh, yeah. plenty of his teammates. I'm a real fun guy. <laughs> you you have to ask. I, I, I before I, before I go on about this Kawhi spiel, I, I gotta say. <laughs> I gotta say that soundbite might be the most, <laughs> the greatest soundbite in the history of the NBA. <laughs> like, I remember watching that and just being like, "What the hell? Did it just yeah. happen?" That's right up there with uh, Iverson. Uh, oh, practice. for sure, yeah. for sure. And hey, listen, man, he started off the season with a laugh, and he ended up with a championship. That's true. So you know, what, what, what can you? What more you want? You know that 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 whole 2019 season was an absolute movie, man. Like honestly, yeah. just from start to finish. But it was a movie. Go, going on about this this whole thing with like quiet like a lot of his teammates have like quoted been on like record saying like he's just like a normal guy like in the locker room like he, he says what's up he's not gonna go out of his way to like go to dinner with you but like you know he's he's a normal teammate in the room he makes jokes you know like i think it was kyle Lowry was saying like he's actually a fun guy like he actually is you know and it, it's so weird because like to the whole world Kawhi is this whole like stoic all-encompassing figure but yeah, apparently he's just like a like a regular dude who happens to be good at basketball. Respect, man. He's a fun guy. Fun guy gets paid. Or fun, poor, poor man gets, poor paid. Man gets oh, paid. Oh man, yeah. And man, okay, I'm gonna like I love Kawhi still. I'll always be a Kawhi fan because he brought my team championship. But I will say I still think he made a mistake leaving. I I I think, bro. He, you were radio silence, bro. When I, he when he left. I was. I was in my feelings for sure, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I I think basketball wise he did not make the right choice. Right. Personally, he just wanted to go home. I get that he wants to be with his family yeah. in Cal, in Cali, um, you know, wants to be home, and you know I get that. But if you look at it from a business and basketball standpoint, I don't think it was oh, right for sure. Basketball. The, if he stayed on the Raptors, this is my hot take. They would have made the. They would have went back. They they would have went back to back. They would have beat the Lakers. I think they would have beat the Lakers. Yeah. If he stays healthy this year too, I think there's a chance we could have made the finals again. Hundred percent for sure. I think we could have been a dynasty with Kawhi. Yeah. Um. And uh, then and 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 if you look at it from the business standpoint, New Balance, New mm-hmm. Balance. That's his brand, right? Like he left Jordan Brand, signed with New Balance when he was on the Raptors. That's right. That whole 2019 year, bro, New Balance was on a wave in Canada. Like, New Balance tapped into a new market. And, like, he had people lining up to, like, buy. He had the whole country. He had the whole country in the palm of his hand. And he had people lining up, like, 
he had people lining up to like buy like t-shirts that say fun guy i i actually own one <laughs> he had people signing like lining up to buy t-shirts saying fun guy or board man gets paid on the chest in times new roman text like, who the hell does that, bro? And I think all of New Balance's momentum went away here in Canada once he left the Raptors. Exactly. And I mean, um, he had uh, more leverage, even though he's in LA, yeah. he had more leverage from a branding yep. media perspective yep. when he was in Toronto because yeah. he had the whole country. He had the whole country. Who, who does he have next door in LA? He's got LeBron. He's got Anthony Davis. You know, he doesn't have the same spotlight that he has here in Canada. No. So absolutely not. And yeah, you're right. I mean, he should have stayed. Uh, but you look at the, the, the next year when the Lakers won. Yeah, they both made it to the second round, the Raptors and yep. the Clippers, the yep. Clippers choked and the Raptors yep. were one shot away. Yep. Missed and one who, missed bucket. And who would have taken that shot? Exactly. Who would have taken that shot? Kawhi. So, and it's it's a it's a Shakespearean tragedy. Because I almost want I wanted the Raptors to move on without him. Yeah, could you? I think I told you this the next day. I'm like, man, could you imagine if the Raptors had uh, Pascal Siakam score more than 13 points? Man, they could have, he advanced. played so bad in that series. And if he was anything he was pre-pandemic, they, they beat the Celtics. My hot take, though, is that the Raptors win that game seven if it's not played in the bubble and it's played at Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. Oh, for sure. Live in yeah. front of people, for yeah. sure. Yeah. 100%. But how amazing would it have been if they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals and Kawhi gets bounced in the second round in the West? That would have been crazy. I don't know. I, I, like, and he everyone, has to watch his team play. Listen, man. Everyone, everyone was roasting the Clippers so hard after that. And like, deservedly so. They were talking a lot of shit that year. But yeah, winning yeah. seven rings and stuff. And was it Patrick Beverly? He's like, the next five years are mine. And he's like 31 <laughs> years old. Like, he's like, I just won the fucking championship. That's what I, apparently he said that when like Kawhi and Paul George, he found out Kawhi and Paul George signed with the Clippers. And like, now he just got traded to Minnesota. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not a Pat Bev guy at all. Not a Pat Bev guy. But, but Kawhi, if you're listening to this, I still love you, bro. You brought us a championship. You'll always, you'll always be, you know, a Raptors legend, even though it was just one year. Um, the shot, the, the the game seven shot against Philly, that has to be my favorite sports moment of all time. hundred percent, yeah, just, for sure. Just the bounces and the drama the that suspense, went into yeah. that. Like, oh, who was over the situation, the context. Man, it, it, it's, it was a true Canadian heritage moment. It really was. I should go in the library of, uh, con- not Congress, uh, the Canada's archives for sure. Oh, for sure, for sure. So history. So, but he's the he's a uh, Raptors legend. Is he the top? Five, is he the top Raptor for you? Or how rank no. your top five Raptors? All right. So greatest Raptor of all time, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. That he he is he he might not be the best player to ever wear the Raptors jersey, but what he's done for the franchise, he's he's been there from the start. He has taken the franchise to heights it's never been before, or he's helped take the franchise. That's right. Um. He's a criminally underrated player every year. A lot of people call him. A lot of Raptors Twitter calls him Chris Paul with media without media coverage. <laughs> it's um, true, or Chauncey Billups or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Chauncey Billups is his best comp. Yeah, actually, best comparable in terms of his career and what they do. But Kyle Lowry, come on, number one. Uh, I'm gonna miss you, man. Kyle, you're my favorite basketball player of all time. Best of luck in Miami, man. Um, well, we'll miss you, buddy. Um, number two, I go. I'd say Kawhi because. Not only do I think he's the best player to ever wear the Raptors jersey, but he did what no other Raptor could do, and that is bring a championship to Toronto and and the country of Canada, obviously. Yeah. 
Um, Best player on the team, the one. Yeah. 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 Number three, I would put Vince. Um, you know. Vince who? Vince Carter. Vince Carter. <laughs> Air Canada. Air Canada. Half man, half amazing. Absolutely. Um, Vinsanity. Vinsanity, man. I, like, I was, I was a young, I was a ute at the time. I was a bit of a ute. Um, For sure. Didn't really, you know, I didn't really grow up like, well, I was a kid when Vince Carter was in his heyday, but I think without Vince Carter, we could have been like the next Memf- Vancouver Grizzlies, and you gone. know, and yeah. just been gone. He's the reason. He put asses he, in the seats. He put, he put butts in the seats. Um, he's helped inspire a new generation of Canadian talent. You know, like Jamal Murray, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Kelly Olynyk, a lot of these, you know, young Canadian players. Olynyk's not young anymore, but a lot of these Canadian players who are talented have been have been on record saying like Vince Carter was my favorite player growing up. So I just think from the impact standpoint, I think you have to give Vince his respect. Yeah. Even though it ended really ugly with the franchise, I think they've more or less made up. You know. Yeah, they buried it. Yeah. yeah, they've they've buried the hatchet for sure. You know, like we've watched Vince Carter go from, and I'm quoting this video that I watched. It was a, I don't know if you've ever watched the SB Nation Beef History videos at all, but I think so. Yeah, those are those are really really good watch if uh, you know if you ever want to kill time. But there's a, a one on Vince Carter and the city of Toronto, and I think it, it was quoted beautifully at the end, where basically things really just kind of came full circle, where. You know, we watched Vince Carter go from this young, immature kid that was flying too close to the sun to one of the most respected players in NBA history right. and in the NBA. And um, the I think he's like the all-time games played leader. I th- yeah, he's up there because he's played for 21 years or something yeah, like that. Yeah, which is, that's insane, or dude. Or 22. That's, yeah, that's incredible. Because he came in 98 and he left in 20. Yeah, so good for him. Shout out to Vince. Um, I never really had an issue with him leaving, to be honest. The Raptors franchise at the time was just in shambles. Like Rob he, Babcock. He left in like, 04, right? Or yeah, 05? Rob Babcock, you know, was it Raphael, Raphael Arajal, like, you know, just the, the players? Just a bum team. Like, oh, for sure. It's like the 07 Cavs. Or Mo Peterson and Junkyard Dog. And yeah. Shout out I mean, Joe you know, Mo, Mo Pete, those guys, they're, they're good. I liked those guys, but they, they weren't a great team. Like, let's, let's keep it a hundred here. Like, <laughs> you know, and then number five. Number three, number four. Or sorry, number four. I would put Chris Bosh. Um, okay. You know, Bosh was kind of the guy, like post Vince. Even more so than Bargnani. <sighs> Primo pasta. Don't get me started, bro. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Listen, I will say that Andrea Bargnani had the talent to be a great basketball player, but he did not have the drive. Right. He was. He was chilling. He was chilling. He didn't care. <laughs> he didn't care. Yeah. And you have to care. Well, for sure. You know, especially at that level being a pro but um yeah for chris bosh you know dreadlocks bosh shout out dreadlocks dreadlocks bosh oh he buddy. was different he was different yeah lefty yeah the lefty you know that little that little mid-range on the elbow oh yeah cash great rebounder cash. yeah good defender yep yeah so and you know what? i'm happy for him like well after he left you know he got to win those titles in miami and Made the play of made the play. Saved, actually, he saved LeBron's career. He did save LeBron's legacy. Absolutely, <laughs> that little rebound to to Ray Allen. If yeah. you want to call it a little rebound, you fucking yeah, not little. Yeah, it's it's a pretty massive one. But it's so like a LeBron's, yeah. you know, whole like his aura was wrapped sure. up in that one moment. Right? Absolutely. So, so I would say Bosch at four, and then five is tough, man. Like you could put like a lot of people put Pascal Siakam at five. Um, I can see an argument for that. Um, 
you know, but it, man, this is a, this is a good one. I, people will say like Anthony the casuals, Parker, Anthony Parker, I like Anthony Parker was a dog in his day, but a, a lot of people with the casuals will say Tracy McGrady. But like, if I'm being, if I'm being honest, Jose Calderon or I was going to say, I was going to say Jose Calderon. I'll always have time for Jose Calderon. Okay. Always. That's, that's your number. That's your guy. I would say it's between him or Pascal Siakam. Okay. So which one is it? I'm going to go with Siakam. Okay. Because Siakam has been an all-star. He's been an all-NBA team player. And he's an NBA champion. And I love Jose Calderon. I'll always have time for Jose. Jose but I don't think he has those accolades that Pascal has or the success that Pascal has had as a Toronto Raptor. Right. He, he was like 95% from the free throw line. Yeah. That was a 99, I think. I think he was like, he, I don't think he missed one for like three yeah. years. He was cash from the free throw line, bro. And like, he was, he was like the original, he was like Kyle Lowry in a way, but with no defense. <laughs> or limited defense, yeah. Yeah. But no, shout out Jose Calderon, Raptors legend. I always have time for yeah, that guy. Yeah, he, he could ball for sure. For sure. Yeah, he and could definitely play. There's, there's some other interesting names. I, I, I read an article on like the top 25 Raptors of all time. There, there's some interesting names up there. You know, you had like Fred Van Vliet. Serge Ibaka, you know, um, Junkyard Mike, Dog. Mike Jones. Mike. <laughs> um, Ray Sean uh, Ray for Alston. Ray for Alston. <laughs> or Alston, yeah. Um, I think there's some interesting names. Uh, Mo Pete was up there. I liked Mo Pete. You know Mo that? Mo Pete, yeah. You know that little buzzer beater against the Wizards? I was watching that the other day, yeah, He just chucked it, yeah. They, if you you got to watch the Wizards feed uh, reaction on that because it was, it was so funny. He, the, the, the commentator was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> But he was also on that team that got beat yeah. by Kobe. Kobe put 81 on him. Oh, man. That was yeah. embarrassing. Rest in peace, Kobe. Rest in peace. RP, yeah. But yeah. he, Kobe, but like just, there was no defense that night. No. <laughs> Mind you, Kobe was hitting like fader threes and Listen, crazy man. stuff. Man, Kobe, Kobe is the king of the contested jump shot. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you, you put like three He's hands in his face. He was almost better at shooting when there was somebody in his face. Listen, man, you put three hands in that guy's face and it's going in. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, so now, uh, yeah, Kobe, man, what a, what a legend, what a legend, you know, mm. I loved his work ethic going to the gym before games, getting a hundred shots. Yeah. In yeah. Stuff like that. I, um, man, I listened to, uh, I listened to a podcast. Um, it was the Duncan Robinson podcast. Like, you know, like I told you about the JJ Reddick one earlier, yep. Duncan Robinson runs a similar podcast under the same company. Um, and he had an interview with who was it? Um, got traded to the Lakers um, played for the Bucks. Um, he he was like in jail, like in as as a kid, and like basically like just became really good at ball. Um, Karan Butler, Karan Butler, Karan, yeah, Karan Butler, the Wizards, yeah, or he played everywhere, yeah. But he played with the Lakers with, with Kobe for I think like one or two years. That's right. And he was telling me, man, or he was, not me. He was telling on the podcast. Sorry, yeah. Um, that I think that was the summer he got traded to the Lakers. Kobe had signed an extension. And he told Quran, like, I'm going to black out. So what do most people think? What, what do you think most people think when he's I'm like, drunk. I'm going to black out? Yeah. But that's not what Kobe meant. Kobe meant, I'm going to the gym the next morning, and I'm getting shots up until I black out. And for the whole what? summer, the whole summer, they were saying, like, blackout workouts. That's, that's what they call it, like a blackout workout, where he's putting up, like, 500 shots in the gym, until he blacks out. Then he goes and rests for like three hours. And then he goes back to the gym for like another 500 shots. See, so that's what you don't hear. No, this you one don't over, hear. You just see the finished product. You just see the finished product. 
but uh it's unbelievable yeah karan butler was saying like how like just incredible of a work ethic like a worker like kobe was so yeah it makes you uh respect the grind a little bit more because he was excited about doing that <laughs> well yeah listen a lot of nba players nowadays like they care more about like the, the the lights and the fame and and that rather than just the game like yeah love for the game you know you gotta you gotta have as much as i love league fits and i love you know the the, the pre-game photos and the drip that they they show up to some of those players care more about that than the game i i i, I swear like yeah i mean you look at the nba fashion and stuff and the nba accounts and the instagram accounts um mind you some of them do have pretty good fashion i mean oh, what's man. who's got yeah. the best fashion in the nba Whew. Jeez. Well, it depends what your your. This is such a subjective question because yeah, it depends what fashion is. So you so, know, it yeah. depends what you know based on your personal style, though. Okay. What is your favorite style? Okay. Who's, who's, who's I'm gonna give you two it? names. Best give you two trip. names. Best trip. So, most most well dressed in the NBA, Serge Ibaka. Oh yeah, classy. Ser, Serge got that like Don Draper, like you know, just classy like yeah, yeah, vibe yeah. to him. Like he'll rock like the turtleneck and shit. You know, like oh my god. <laughs> refined yeah he's very refined in terms of like drip there's a lot of good names out there there's a lot of good ones like uh shade gilgis alexander has some crazy fits um my most favorite though and like most consistent in my opinion is chris paul chris paul has inspired a little bit of my fashion for sure i I do i do like i do really like what he he pulls up in sometimes even more than westbrook ah yeah my thing with westbrook is he's he's too he's too outlandish you know, for, for my liking, like there's fashion a, There's a whole book on his fashion. At yeah. Chapters. Like, I don't know. Like there's one time he like showed up in like a traffic vest <laughs> and like, I'm like, bro, this guy looking like a pylon. <laughs> like that's, that's just, I don't know. Like to some that might be the, that might look pretty cool. But like for me, like I just, I, 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 there's some things he wears that I'm like, bro, like, come on, this is too much. And that's just, that's just my person. Again, this is completely subjective and my personal taste in fashion. Maybe people like that yeah. and I'm okay with that. But it's just not for me. Yeah, no, that's that's great. That's that, yeah. that's that's chill, bro. I mean, you make me think of Kanye when he's like, "What is fashion? I'm mean, oh, going to the fashion industry and change." Man, it. man, you see like these Yeezys he's putting out, like these slippers and like sandals and stuff. They're like six hundred bucks for like really, yeah, like a pair of like. I think someone was like joking around on the internet, basically calling it like it looked like a Scooby Doo gummy. Like, you know, one of those like <laughs> Scooby Doo gummy snacks. Yeah, like, Scooby snack. Yeah, yeah, like it was like shaped like it. Like, and I was like, I don't 600 know. bones. Well, the Yeezys did sell well. Uh, yeah. The Yeezy the, like the shoes ones. are actually like, they're, 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 they're all right. I, they're not my favorite, but they're all right. Yeah. Sure. Some, a lot of people, I see a lot of people rocking them. A lot of youths. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's not, that's not, I'm not really much of an Adidas guy, if I'm being honest with you, but like, I, I do respect it. I do yeah. respect it. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm checks over stripes over here for sure. Checks for sure. over strikes. Yeah. That's what I like. Yeah. That's what we love. No, I'm a, I'm a big Nike guy. Big Nike guy. Like their shoes. I, so I, if you could be sponsored by any company out there that might be listening to this, Nike, without a doubt. Yeah, you let Nike sponsor you. Yeah, for sure. Would you want for them sure. to make your own jacket or your own shoe line? Oh man, shoe line. Yeah. It's got to be the shoe, man. Some shoes. Listen, man. That, that's every baller's dream is having a, a signature shoe. Obviously, besides like making it to the NBA and you know. Winning got, the title got a sneaker deal and I didn't break a sweat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I would say the shoe, man. The like, shoes. Yeah. And what I, I appreciate Nike shoes because, um, the design is always so sleek. Like, yeah. There, there, there's rarely a time for me where I'm like Nike kind of missed with this shoe. 
yeah, they're streamlined. You can tell the designers are just tuned in to yeah. the whole ethos of the brand and yeah. the DNA of the culture. So Oh, totally. So I, I would say and the sneaker, sneaker heads are a wild subculture yeah. that not many people, like, if you're in it, you know about it. But yeah. if you're just like kind of adjacent to sneaker culture, it's a completely, it's like an underworld. It's like totally. a secret society. Totally, totally. <laughs> they have these conventions in it's LA. It's a bit of a cult, eh? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> people collect them. They're like, there's some yeah. people who are have collector's items of like yeah. Jordans or there's, a, I saw this one Jordan, Jordan 3s mm -hmm. that were decked out with Levi's, Levi's oh, gear. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen so that. So like Levi yeah. denim in, yep. stitched into the shoe. Yep. That's right. It looks sick. It was like yeah. 1500 bucks. Yeah, it's insane, bro. I don't know. For me personally, like, like I'd like to consider myself a bit of a sneakerhead, but like if I'm going to buy sneakers, I'm going to wear them. Like I'm not just oh. going to like, collect and oh, i'm not gonna like collect and like put them in a cabinet put them in a cabinet and collect dust for like <sighs> five years you know like I, i'm actually gonna rock them um i might not rock them to like specific functions like i'm not gonna wear them to like a bar where like they're probably gonna get wrecked um but like what do you wear to the bar what's your bar get up uh just like my fit yeah um, going to burns you know no burns yeah i was just, out, i was just there last night shout out to buck tees <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i would say I would say um, depends what time of year it is, obviously. So if it's like a summer vibe, like probably going, um, I'll throw on usually just like a light t-shirt. Like usually, I don't I don't like to go crazy at the bars because like I'm not trying to like flex or anything. I'm I'm not. I'm not you low key, bro. I'm low key. I'm yeah, hundred percent. So I, I don't know. Usually just like a like a black. Usually, I don't know. My, my roommate Seth actually got me this really nice black Michael Kors t-shirt that oh, I wow. wear a lot for my birthday. Nice. I do. It's one of my favorite shirts I own. Um, probably nice material yeah. nice material comfy um or i'll wear i don't know sometimes i'll, I'll wear like an ovo shirt or, or something something hip-hop related yeah um um one one big trend i've really liked in fashion lately it's it's not like oversized but like it's um it's hard to explain but it's like the shirts are like like longer now like they're not like they look they look kind of bigger like they I go guess. like to your half halfway down your thigh not really but like like they just kind of look bigger i don't know how to explain it like is it's it, is it like the g unit thing from like the maybe early 2000s? maybe a little bit like, remember like maybe. That, remember g unit they were all wearing those long shirts yeah, everyone yeah. you they would fit a large but they would wear a triple xl yeah and the echo yeah. jeans that were like <laughs> no i i i usually well, so rock a shirt um you know whether it's like ovo i got, I got a xo weekend shirt that i like a lot too i'm a big weekend fan so. oh for sure uh or, or just like something plain like black or white you know not to I just want to you know i'm not trying to I'm not trying to flex and keep it low-key you know uh and then if it's in the summer if it's hot like i'm usually wearing shorts um i've, I've really dabbled into the uh the five to seven inch inseam shorts uh lately that's oh, been a, that's been a big one i got i got to show off the legs bro you know i got the i got the i got the goalie legs i got to show it off a little 100 bro this is the hot yeah. boy summer uh <laughs> hot boy fashion uh starter pack absolutely absolutely so I usually do that and then um i'm a big high sock i'm a big crew sock guy now I, I i used to wear like short socks like ankle socks but like now i usually like 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 uh showing off the socks a little because they make the legs look a little bigger i think sometimes you know so for all the people who are yeah. listening to this, who are your colleagues in college, <laughs> can you talk to us, talk, tell them a little bit of advice about how to walk through campus properly? Oh man. Like okay. The, yeah. My, my <laughs> I knew you'd bring this up. No, I, you know, for me, like, um, I walk, I walk, like I, I enjoy walking, like I'm walking in, into like an NBA tunnel. Like, you know, I'm, I'm showing up in the arena for the game. League fits is taking my, my photos, you know? <laughs> 
gotta be in your bag a little, you know, and I usually got the AirPods in, kind of just walking with a purpose, you know. Yeah. I, I think anywhere you should walk with a purpose, man. Agreed, bro. You know, you gotta, you gotta be confident. You know, you, you, you can't, you, you know, like obviously walk, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. a little, nit, I'm, I'm nitpicking a little, but like, you know, if, if you had two job candidates, mm-hmm. one's walking into a room, you know, he's walking in, he's looking confident, and then one's just kind of like, you know, laid back, like, I think that makes a difference for me when, you know, it comes to it's the yeah 100 percent. it's the it's the small adjustments man it's like yeah you know about golf like if you hit the yeah. golf ball yeah. one eighth of an inch off it's yeah. the difference between it going in the in the in the rough and sure. landing on the For green sure. and it's the same thing with your body language yeah. listen man, you're walking you, the you gotta walk with a purpose and that's not just walking but i you know this is where we get a little philosophical but i think anything you do in life you should be doing with a purpose anything 100%. put your whole heart into it and and whatever you do you should yeah. be putting your full heart into yeah, whatever you invested. Do. Yeah. Listen, man, like half assing things is not, it, it, it is not it. You know, like if you don't have your whole heart into something, like why are you, why are you doing it? Yeah. Agreed. Uh, don't, uh, with Nagoni, he's this, he discussed an idea. It's like, are you committed or are you interested? Yes. Yes. Um, and I mean, that's a great, that, that's a great, great quote. Um, you know, there there's there's so much in life where you know you you can just let things fall by the wayside and and whatnot but i'm 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 a deal i don't want to gas myself up or anything but like i i like to consider myself like i'm I'm a diligent guy you know i'm gonna get something done if i put if i start it i finish it yeah i i put my full heart into it because the moment you start half-assing something the moment you know the output just waivers it's cracking you know, the armor man cracking the armor yeah it's a slip in the dam so yeah, it's you a, know a hole in the dam yeah you know like, and, and that goes with anything i do it's like whether it's like working out whether it's playing sports like i'm 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 100 on, on go mode as is, they say. is that why you think it's taking drake so long to put this album out because he's maybe got that, he's got that maybe, energy man. he's like i gotta do this right no half ass <laughs> maybe man listen i i know 40s uh you know I think he wants to make this one perfect. I really, I really do believe that. Like he wants. Do you to make think anything that ha- this certified lover boy that's coming out? Do you think it can top any of his albums that have already come out? Or do you oh, think that do you, has he already come out with his Coupe de Grasse, or is that coming still? That's really hard to say, man. Because for me, like nothing was the same, and Take Care are like those two in particular. Well, let's let's rate the Drake. Let's let's rate the All Drake right. albums. Okay, number uh, one, top five Drake albums. Number one, nothing was. The so take care, eh? Yeah, so um, before we cut out there, yeah, I, I would say, honestly, nothing was the same and take care for me are like 1A, 1B. Like they're they're so close that it's it's hard. But if, if push comes to shove, I would say, I would say nothing was the same over take care. Number three, I would put, um, this, might, uh, this might be a little out there, but if you're reading this is too late, I think is his most, banger album oh yeah like like everything was bangers on there like you know what i mean like and that's what i mean by, like that's like trap drake <laughs> like, yeah that was right around the time we put the diss track out right yeah it was i think it was it was either before or shortly after but um there was no skips on that for me like none and agreed yeah front to back yeah front to back um number four except like, for you in the six yeah yeah you in the six was oh well, I, I liked you in the six because it, it talked about his relationship with his mom, mom which yeah. i think was really sweet 
Um, it's a crazy life, but, <laughs> but you and the six raised yeah. me right. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, I would say, so that was what, three? That's the three, yeah. Um, four views, I guess, I'd put. You guess? Okay. I would say, I would say either views or thank me later. Okay. I would, so views. I would put, I'm going to put views okay. because I think that album, it underwhelmed a lot of people at the time of release. But if you listen to that album now, it's aged well. It's aged extremely well. Yeah. Um, like there's not a lot of skips on that for me anymore. Yeah. You know, so I would put views and I think, I think there's a personal, there's a personal taste there because views was in the summer of 2016 and 2016 was like almost everyone's favorite year. You know, yeah. that was when I graduated high school. That was, that was summer of grade 12 when I graduated high school and like, you know, went to Toronto for the first time, saw Drake at OVO Fest, like, um, oh man, yeah, I, I would, I would say, I would say some views, views for sure. And then five, I guess, I guess it'd be, it'd be thank me later. Thank me later. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, there, there's some, some snubs, like, you know, there's more life, um, Scorpion, um, and then some of his earlier stuff, like, you so know, far comeback gone. season. So, so far gone room for improvement, but I think thank me yeah thank me later is pretty classic. I, I was listening to uh, Miss Me with Lil Wayne earlier oh, in the yeah. car today and like, man, Drake and Lil Wayne bro like oh, dude. they just make classics. Yeah, they their shit slaps every time they get together. Yeah, it's magic. I, I, like I said earlier, I, Lil Wayne greatest rapper of all time. Oh, in 100%. my opinion, I I just think what he's done, not only from a production standpoint, but like the fact that he's mentored two of the greatest artists of our generation, Drake mm-hmm. and Nicki Minaj. Like fruits, yeah, yeah. The, the 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 fruit is on the tree for sure. Yeah. I love this interview that BBC guy gave him, where this BBC guy had knew, 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 didn't really know anything about Lil Wayne, but he was like asked to give him an interview. Yeah, yeah. and he goes, Lil Wayne, uh, how do you come up with your music? <laughs> Lil Wayne's like, what do you mean? Uh, I, I just rap, you know. He's just, just he's rap. so, and he was like getting pissed. Yeah, he was like, I just you know I just rap, you know, and then she's like, but what? Do you, do you yeah. write your shit down? He's like, I don't write, bro. And then and he's like, yeah. And then he's like, yeah. Well, like, I don't understand. How do you come up with the music? He's like, man, like, I'm done with this interview. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the sheer talent that guy has, like, from a just a rapping standpoint, like, the thing with Lil Wayne is like, you'll listen to his music and you'll be like, ah, cool. And then like, you'll 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 come back to him and be like, yo, that was fire. Like, like, yeah. like, the I similes think and metaphors. His similes and metaphors, like, you know, like, he um. He dropped uh, the song with Nicki Minaj and Drake not too long ago, Seeing Green. Yeah. The, um, oh, the, let me take my balloon. Well, yeah, there, there, there's that. And then, like, I think, like, right after he was like, you know, he was a good cat, my bad dog. Like, <laughs> like at first listen, you're like, okay. And then, like, you think about it, you're like, shit, that's actually yeah. like, crazy. That, that's, that's a bar, bro. <laughs> you know? So, I, I, yeah, man, I, I think Lil Wayne, like, and, and just his run from 09 to, or sorry, 99 to 2011, yeah. you know, like, I think it's just unmatched. All the, the first three Carters. The thir- first three Carters. I even like Carter Four. Like, I like yeah, Carter, Carter four. four. Six foot, seven foot, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Real G's moving silence like lasagna. Um, yeah, man. I, I I, just think what he's done. Oh, and then the Carter Five. I got homies from the old school when we been outside the plumbers. Yeah. Got some hosts from California. <laughs> think they shit smell like Magonia. Got a bone. I pick a picky to your bonus. Like, like, I come from San Antonio. Pop up yeah. on the spur of the moment. How who, you want it? <laughs> who has that flow, man? And I think he's been so influential just for the like, the modern day, you know, rap 
uh, yeah. in general. So, man, everyone, Lil, everyone's calling themselves Lil now, right? Lil, yeah, yeah. Lil Wayne was kind of the first guy to do now it. Now there's like Lil Pump, Lil Dirk, Lil, <laughs> Lil, Lil Uzi Vert, Lil Uzi, you know, yeah. all all these Lils. If you want to make it, just put a Lil in front of your name, <laughs> Lil Mosey. I mean, yeah, I don't know. We don't. We I don't know. We don't really like Lil Mosey around here anymore. Lil though. Nas X. Lil Nas X. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shout out. He, he's he's a. Uh, He's like a like a radio hit guy now, hey? Like, yeah, I guess he's eh? got he's got. What's, I forgot what the song's called. It's like, tell me what you want, tell me what you need. You know, is that the Old Town Road guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But uh, he's a bit of a radio hit, uh, radio hit guy now. For yeah, sure. he's the Maroon Five of rap. Yeah, I think that's that's a good that's a good comparison for sure. Yeah, because I feel like every time I put like sometimes I'll uh, my phone will slip off the rip. Like I'm always on aux or whatever, but as soon as I get off Bluetooth for some reason, it goes to the radio. It's always Maroon Five. It was yeah, like a top yeah. 40s channel. Like they <laughs> dominate. Maroon yeah. Five is making Maroon Five has been. They've been going at it for a long time. Yeah, and I like their. I like their first album. Yeah. Uh, song. No, maybe not their first album, but it's called Songs About Jane. Yeah, it's. Uh, they have the song on there called Sunday. Okay, uh, it's like my favorite track, but it's nice. really old school. Adam Levine, and but now like they just make they make bangers for like girls in the summer. <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah yeah i, I can see that 100 percent. it's like hot girl summer starter kit you need a burn five in there <laughs> oh man that megan the stallion and cardi b cardi yeah cardi b is a big hot girl summer vibe for sure yeah for sure yeah um and then like yeah yeah and then make yeah make the stallion doja cat doja you know? cat yeah yeah they all have like similar I f- it's almost like country music where once you figure out what the formula is yeah you just pump out songs oh yeah because they oh, all yeah. they all kind of sound the same but they don't yeah but like i find like pop and country they're so easy to duplicate yeah it's like that's my thing it's like I, I feel like i've heard this song a million times but it's just like a recycled version of it yeah maybe there's one element of it that's been engineered differently but the the general crux is you just plug and play like country songs Find a thing you're sad about, or find a thing one, find a thing you're exci- you're you're excited about, yeah. and then just plug and play. You have a sub, you have an adjective, you have a verb, yeah, right. Uh, f- feeling down, and then a truck, and that's the whole song. <laughs> yeah, trucks are a big metaphor in uh, yeah in tr- country music. Trucks, dog, women, and beer. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that's, that's the big like the what basic is it, big formula, big four for the sure. Big four, yeah, yeah, that's the big four. In, in country what's the big four in rap uh man um chains cars, i would say i would cars. say flexing like some sort of jewelry so like usually like chains or like whatever guns unfortunately guns, like, yeah. I'm, I'm not a proponent of gun violence let's 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 make that clear yeah um cars cars, cars. and then i would say either drugs or women <laughs> drugs and women yeah 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 for sure yeah that's a big formula for sure yeah Oh man, I I don't know why I thought of this just now, but I was gonna go into hockey real quick because I know you're a big sure. hockey head. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big hockey head. Uh, so yeah. we're talking about the Oilers back in here. So yeah. what do the Oilers have to do to not get swept next year in the playoffs? Oh, man, I, I don't even know at this point, bro. Get a new owner, maybe. <laughs> I'm being serious, man. I listen. Like Daryl Cates is willing to spend the money, but he he's so he's so caught up in tradition and caught up in this. McTavish and Lowe. And old boys culture. Yeah. You know, he, he's, he doesn't have the balls to, to throw the old boys under the bus. Like, I'm, I'm, I'll tell it like it is. Like, he just doesn't. So why did we um, lose that game? Uh, why we lose? Because in the fourth game there, the, the game we got swept, yeah. we were up by 4 nothing. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then we lost it in the third period. Yeah. Like, how'd that happen? 
the Oilers happened. That's what it is, man. I, I don't even know, bro. Like, because I know you get charged up for the Oilers, bro. I just don't they have a good enough team now? My thing with like my thing with them is just like there's never gonna be anything right with that organization. Like, there's there's always something going on that just throws them under the bus. I don't know, man. Like, I'm still a fan. I'll I'll always be a fan, but like sometimes I'm just like. I just I'm 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 just so emotionally like abused from this team that I'm like <laughs> I just I just can't like you know like for me it's like in hockey in general like it's it's almost become kind of a seasonal thing for me like yeah. you know in the summers I just don't think about it at all like <laughs> like my my thing with hockey is like I'll I'll watch I I'm a big I'm a big Oilers fan I love keeping up with the Oilers but like if you were to ask me to like watch like a random NHL game versus like an NBA game like just from like an entertainment standpoint Mm -hmm. like what would i rather do like just like yeah like to be entertained i'd rather watch a basketball game okay yeah yeah for me it's football and then maybe basketball and hockey i don't know depends on if it's a playoff i do i do really enjoy hockey still though don't get me wrong like that's it's, it's my first love it always will be um but there there are a few things in the game that i think need need some need some fixing you know yep not not only just like from the game itself, but just the culture of hockey and and all that. So, oh, fair it enough. is what it is. Fair it is what it is. What's your what's your top five players in the league right now? David, number one. Um, number two, I'd say McKinnon. Number three, I'd put Matthews. Four, Drysital. Matthews at number three, eh? Yeah, I know you're a Toronto a, man's, but he had a good he had a good year. You know, mm. he's he's a good player. Okay, and then four Drysital, and then five, I would say. It's hard for me to still go against Crosby. I mean, he's been good for so, Crosby, good for so long. Eh? Yeah. You know, maybe Kucherov, Kucherov, Crosby, slash Crosby. Not Nurse? Nah. So, Crosby. I'd say, uh, yeah, I'd say. So, you're, you're left, you left out Nurse, man. You left out Nurse. Well, Darnell's a great defenseman, but I don't think he's top five. Top five, top <laughs> yeah. five. No. Top five, top five, top five. <laughs> no. Okay. I, yeah. All right, McDavid. McKinnon, Matthews, Drysdale, and Crosby. And the last top five list we're going to do is for the NBA. All right, man. So now I have your top five players from the NBA, yeah. NFL, and uh, NHL. All right, man. NBA. So top five NBA players. Yeah. Number one, man. Oh, man. See, my list would have been different last year, but, you know, things change so quickly from year to year. Um, we were talking about this earlier today. Kevin Durant at number one. Durant, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to count LeBron out, but it's hard for me to count against Kevin Durant, man. Just, just with, you know, he. I think he's the most lethal offensive player in the league, mm-hmm. and his defense has is, you know, it's not LeBron level, but it's it's pretty damn good. Yep. Um. So, I, gotta, I think I gotta go KD. Sorry, LeBron. I know my best friend Matt's a, a big LeBron fan, so he's gonna hate me for that. Hey, listen, you can justify it. So, um, so LeBron would be number two then. I put LeBron number two, and then I would say, like, come on, he's, he's LeBron James, man. He's he's the best, greatest player of this generation. Yeah. Number three, I would go Kawhi. Or sorry, no, no, Giannis. I'm going Giannis, Giannis at three. Just for what he did in the finals. Yeah. For what he did in the finals. Man. I you know, one eight one take that I had that aged terribly is that Giannis is not a closer. And he proved me so wrong. Hundred percent playoffs. He came uh, in through the finals. He came through. 
So shout out, shout out Giannis. Great story too. Just a, you know, a young kid from Greece in the streets, just making yeah. it huge. Unbelievable. Yeah. I, 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 I rob Giannis. Uh, he's uh, yeah. Unbelievable player. story. Great player. Um, four, I put Kawhi. I mean, Kawhi is, he's Kawhi, man. He's, he's the guy that brought us the title. Um, I hope he's okay. He tore his ACL. So hopefully he can come back and Oof. play well. Um, and then, so that's four. And then number five, this is where it gets, man. Um, Steph, I got to put Steph up there. Curry, I eh? got to put Steph up there. Yeah. I think, I think I got to go with Steph. He, he's, he's the greatest shooter the game's ever seen. Um, what he does and the, the, the amount of double, triple teams he commands is incredible. Agreed. Um, and I would, I would say he's the second greatest point guard of all time behind Magic Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. His, uh, he's extremely special as far as uh, work ethic and shooting and ability to navigate. And actually, he's a good finisher at the rim, too. Like, yeah. He yeah. He, that's, a, that's, he's an under, that's an underrated part of his game. For yeah. Sure. He gets layups, gets buckets. So, so that'd be my top five. Top five. Top five. Perfect. No, we've uh, we've covered quite a, gr- a bit of ground here. Got your, uh, yeah. No, this is good. Yeah, uh, I think that your <laughs> list here will age extremely well. Hey, man. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, we appreciate you spreading that wisdom with us. Now, no, people, I appreciate it, man. This is a, this is a good podcast for anyone who is uh, maybe sp- uh, sports illiterate. Uh, if they want to know <laughs> kind of what's going on in the sports yeah. world. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a sports nut. That's my that's my thing, man. Uh, hey, man, it's all good, bro. So am I. Uh, well, join the club. As we wind this down, is there anything you want uh, anybody out there to know, including all the shorties? <laughs> um, I think the only other thing is uh, we'll uh, we'll be doing our second uh, our second re- recording one of these days. Uh, yep, we're gonna be we're gonna be doing a uh, certified lover boy Drake album because Drake's gonna be dropping an album any day now. Yep, we're gonna be doing a certified lover boy um, review and reaction. Can't wait, man. So I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for that one, too. The turn all the way up, bro. Yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, man, I, you know, I don't really have much to say other than, um, you know, this was awesome. I appreciate I appreciate you bringing me on. This is this, yeah, this is my first podcast I've ever been a part of. So. Dude, you you nailed it, bro. Yeah, <laughs> this um, is you're really good at this. Yeah, like, uh, just going off the cu- <laughs> going off the dome, going off the cuff. You know, I I really enjoy listening to podcasts. So like, this was actually like a really cool experience just to um, be able to record one. So yeah, thanks for having me on the show, man. I, I really do appreciate it. And um, yeah. You know, um, we'll uh, we'll do this up again soon. A hundred percent, man. I got more stuff I want to talk to you about, uh, including wrestling and IG pages and stuff like Definitely. that. Definitely, there's hey, a lot man. more stuff I'm, to cover. I'm, so. I'm more than happy to to come back and do it again. Hundred sure. percent, man. So uh, yeah, pleasure to have you on the show, and uh, looking forward to covering that CLB album. And until next time, yes, you can catch Ryan on uh, one of his late night drives. <laughs> Sounds good, man. You know, feeling up a vibe. All right, man. Appreciate it. Love you, bro. Love you too, bro. All right, cheers. All right, that's all we got, folks. Peace.